Hey everybody, uh, we are so close to a very merry middle of somewhere. It is happening December 18th at 8 o'clock. Uh, I, I do want to tell you um, that if, you know, just, just to make sure everything goes smoothly, we recommend being there 30 to 45 minutes early. Now, does that mean you have to sit there for that long? No, it doesn't. I'm just saying sign in, make sure you're in the room, make sure everything's working. I just feel like that's going to be the best for everybody. If you can. Yeah, we, yeah we, what we don't want is people to show up and to have some sort of technical difficulty and not be able to uh, see the show. So get there early. Exactly. It's 8 p.m. Central. People keep asking which time zone. Central. Yes, 8 right. 8 p.m. Central. Uh, and it's going to be like opening gifts. We got a whole bunch of fun ideas. We have guests. We have segments. We have a... We have a a little treat at the end. We have some we have some fun stuff, but you're going to show up and it's going to be like Christmas morning. Every new segment is a Oh, what's this? That was a present noise. It sounded like that sounded sexual. Let's let's Hey everybody, this is Cy Amundsen and sometimes when I open presents it's very sensual and awesome. And anyways, I love Christmas. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Thank you. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Across from me is, of course, he's got his hair combed today. He's looking, uh, as the kids would say, fresh. Uh, it's Cyrus Amundsen. Hello, Chad. Pump it up. It's Saturday morning. It is interesting that you chose that phrase to say to me today. Now, it is Saturday morning. We're recording on a Saturday morning. Tuesday, Tuesday of this week, so about Tuesday. five days ago, I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm sick of the elliptical machine in my bedroom. It's December. It's 40 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I talk about this lake where I take Poe for a walk. You know, it's like it's a mile and a half around. It, uh, so I, I, I said, I'm going to run around the lake. That's what I'm going to do. So I, I, And I don't run. I'm not a runner. I have a new hip. I'm no, not supposed to run. No, come on. You have a runner's body. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely do have a runner's if, body if you're towards running, a Black Friday ice cream sale. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you're <laughs> running through a wall filled with Kool-Aid. Oh, listen, <laughs> I knew you what you were going to say. That's why I hurried and beat you to it. <laughs> I, have been, I have been honing that skill since the second grade, motherfucker. You, you, have you a, think I can't come up with a drunk dad joke faster than anybody? <laughs> You're crazy because I can. I'm the ninja of drunk dad jokes because I was fuck a kid. I'd see a kid's eyes light up when my dad stumbled into the PTA meeting and I'd be like, no, no, motherfucker. I'm first. Pow. So you, you have a well, just it doesn't mean I'm not going to finish. You have a runner's body as in you're running out of years. You know, I, I, I appreciate that. I like the Kool-Aid one better. And the fact that you just said it doesn't mean I'm going to finish I hate thinking that Jenna has to hear that sometimes. <laughs> that drives me absolutely insane, and I might vomit my way to her actual runner's body. All right, wide tits, on with the story. <laughs> so I decide what I'm going to do is, since I'm not a runner, I am going, and I don't like the clogging along. I don't like the jogging because that's just like that is a recipe for busted knees. So True. I say I'm going to run as fast as I can for a minute, then I'm going to walk for a minute. Then I'm going to run as fast as I can for another minute, and I'm going to continue that twice around the lake. They call that high interval something training. 
hit. H-I-I-T. Hit. High interval. Okay. Well, I don't know. It just makes me feel good. It releases endorphins. So sure. I start running. Mm-hmm. And, and as soon as I start running... Now, you should know that if you don't have a runner's body or you can bust through a wall yelling, Kool-Aid! <laughs> then you should also know that when you run with a hoodie on, your body shakes. <laughs> There's a definite, like, movement of your body. And it's up and down. And it's rhythmic. And so I'm running. And all of a sudden, there are, like, ten women who are hands across America walking towards me. Like they're looking for a missing person in a field. They're spaced out perfectly. And I have to run through them as I'm just like, I can feel my nipples chafing from the run. So they, this is, to paint the picture, this is a gaggle of housewives, right? That's that's it what we're talking I've, I've seen a them. a gaggle. I've seen them in my neighborhood. They, the first one picks up speed and then they just dive out of each house. <laughs> and pretty soon they're mighty ducks flying V- Talking about what their kids are doing at school, just mowing no talking about what other people's kids are doing at school. Correct. It yep. is the house. I love that you call them a gaggle <laughs> because that's a perfect name. Because I guarantee seventy percent of them are like, "I'm sorry, but I can't." You know, I have a weak gag reflex. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I know I could before, but uh, saying the words "I do" weaken your gag reflex. Didn't you know that? Everyone knows that. It's the magical combination. It's almost like saying "tada" for a magician. Okay, so I am running. I'm running around, and I and I, I get through them, and I'm like, "This is great." Then I keep walking. And I'm like, okay, here we go. It's a minute. I got to start running again. So I start running. I'm almost to the end of my minute. I come over a hill. Ex-wife, daughter, walking towards me, still shaking. Your ex-wife and daughter. Yeah, I don't know. Still my daughter, not my ex-daughter, but my (laughs) ex-wife. And I, 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 my daughter waves to me and I don't know who it is because tears are freezing around my eyes (laughs) from how much exertion this is causing. So I finally see who it is, and I wave, and she goes, hey, Dad, and I go, I can't even say anything because I'm breathing too hard. I'm at the end of this thing. So then I'm running again, and I meet the I'm, – I'm around the lake once, and I'm going around twice, and I meet the gaggle of housewives again, and we – I'm done. I'm done with my minute, but there I'm not to them yet, Okay. and I refuse to stop because – I just can't. I'm going to have to talk. I don't want to talk because I can't talk. I'm breathing too hard. So I run past them. So now I sprint for two straight minutes. Again, not a runner. And my calves begin to, it feels like someone has injected cement into my calves. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever pumped gasoline into a boat motor, like an old boat motor where you have the bulb and you have to pump it until you can no longer squeeze it. That's what my calves <laughs> felt like. It's like if you're a nurse and you're taking someone's blood pressure and you wrap that cuff around their arm and then you get it to the point where you can't squeeze it anymore. That's what my calves felt like. And I'm halfway around the lake. So your calves your calves are just preparing for the heart attack from this run. They've already gone into rigor mortis. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Rigor mortis is starting from my feet up. <laughs> yeah. I, and and I, all I can think is he's I never, have sweats he's, on. He's never run like this. Just he, We know his heart is going to cack. Let's just stiffen <laughs> up and, and get ahead of this. 
<laughs> now, I am running, and I'm still halfway around the lake on the second time. And my calves, I'm telling you, man, it's like they were carved out of granite, but not because they're good calves, because they so, are tight. So you kept, and this is always a, a thing that fascinates me about you. You kept going. Well, I have to get home. I can't just sit there till my calves heal. Because I'll tell you something, I'd still be there. That's the point of this. <laughs> they haven't healed. I have to hobble up. I fucking made a master bedroom in my house in the attic. What a dipshit. <laughs> what an absolute dipshit. The first flight of stairs going down from my bedroom is like one of those tilted ladders. <laughs> so I ha it's like it takes precision to get down those fucking steps. And there's no railing. So I am, it's so horrible. And then my dog run down, down the stairs, runs down. Look at me. I'm flustered. Yeah, I can't even spit it out. It's happening to his mouth. It's happening to his mouth, so, everybody. <laughs> Rick Amortis has got to my tongue. Oh, great. So anyways, I, I finished the run. And yes, you're right. I am one of those guys that's like, don't care. I'm going to do it. And I have not been able to flex my calves, move them in any way, uh, I wish they were this hard when I flex them normally, but they're not. It is. I don't know what's happened, but it is. It is absolutely awful. But I've been trying to get. I'll tell you why I ran. I've been trying to get into shape because I lost seven pounds doing nothing. You know what I did? I throw the ball. My dog won't go get it, so I have to go get it. And I do that for about forty minutes a day. And I play fetch with myself, basically in a in an outdoor <laughs> rink that isn't frozen yet. And so I lost seven pounds and I thought I'm going to try to keep doing this. But now I haven't moved in five days. <laughs> it's so embarrassing to be this shit. The I, I'm 36 years old and I already Jen and I are looking for houses. And I understand that I want to I want a master on the main level. Like I'm already and, and I know I have a falling apart body. So I'm in a different space than a lot of people. But yeah, that wasn't a super smart move on your part. Put put the place where you sleep as close as possible to the place you eat. That's I mean, that's that's you're going to get old and die 101. Well, there's I'm I am a couple years away from sleeping on my couch. <laughs> And people are going to come in my house and be like, oh, yeah, you, somebody make you sleep on the couch? Like, my body? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say I'm a, couple, I'm a couple years away from just sleeping in the kitchen. I just sleep in the kitchen. That's where I, that's where I Curl up on the island. I have, there's just <laughs> I have to tell speaking of houses, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little riled up this morning. Um, what because happened? Because it's, it's not even, it's nothing big, but we're going to look at a house today. And oh. this morning, early this morning, before we're going to look at the house after you and I record, uh, okay. before you and I record, Jenna said to me, hey, will you go put gas in the car? And I mm -hmm. said, why? And then she said, because we're going to look at a house later and the car doesn't have any gas in it. And I said, what if we got gas on the way to the house? And she goes, mm -hmm. I looked at the map. The house is in this direction. The gas station is back that way. I don't know if there's any gas stations going that way. I think we sh you should go get gas right now. I go, the we live in a major fuck metropolitan area. There's a we don't yeah. live next to the Wells Fargo wagon bank. There's gas stations <laughs> everywhere. And she goes, well, it's it's there's like apparently there's 
two or three miles to empty. So she's like, I just, I don't want to risk it. And I, I did want to risk it. I was like, I, honestly, that maybe that's the defining moment for us is running out of gas on our way to buy a house. If we can survive that, we can survive anything. But she, I think so. I mean, you've made it through, a, you've made it through almost the end of a pandemic, hopefully, fingers crossed. You've made it through so many things. To make it through this would be monumental. I agree. Uh, and, but then here's the thing. She she goes, will you just please do it? And we have a please rule. If somebody asks nicely, uh, we do that thing. We like to. Wow. We re- I, <laughs> oh, I would abuse that rule so often that got cut I'm off. Divorced, that got cut way, off that... really early because sure. i i did use it in a way that is only used in uh late night cinemax movies i was like will you please and yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, you're like what are you gonna be part of the gaggle or are you gonna follow the please rule <laughs> so the uh so i i left and also i I don't think Jenna would ever have an, uh, an affair, but if, if there was ever a moment that I thought she would, it's, hey, I need you to leave the house to do something completely fucking pointless. What are you, are you talking to Robert right now, Jenna? Do you have to have, is Robert upset? Do you need to have a call with him right fucking now? So I go, so Jenna can continue her emotional affair. affair. I get in my car, excuse me, not in my car, I get in her car. And I drive to the speedway by our house. And I don't know mm-hmm. if this is a thing where other people live, but the speedway at our house, by our house seems to be installing Apple Pay one pump at a time. They've got <laughs> 16 pumps. Seven of them have Apple Pay. Nine of them don't. They're not Quick all math. on one side. They're like, how about pumps? Let's put Apple Pay on pumps one, six, seven, 13, four. It makes no sense. Sure. And I showed up and I want to use the Apple Pay. That's that's how I would prefer to handle a gas situation. Every single pump had the, the Apple Pay ones had someone there. All the other pumps were basically open, but everybody using the Apple Pay pumps was going inside to. And, yeah. and it's almost like I left the house and she sent out a group text like, we're a go, Eagle. Everybody to the gas station. See if he finally offs himself in the parking lot. Like she has some plan. <laughs> and I just when they if they if they do a time capsule for the pandemic, they I, I'm sure you're going to have to have all the horrible shit, the news clippings, you know, all, everything right. that's happened. There should also be a video of me at eight whatever this morning in my wife's honda civic just (laughs) melting down by myself just a security cam of an adult man melting down in a honda civic shouting at cars (laughs) that don't even have people in them it was absurd so i came i came home and i had to i had to do i took a couple minutes of breathing exercises and i'm glad you started the show with a fun story because if you'd have let me pipe off the top it'd have been a real negative vibe for the whole day i don't know how you think my story was fun i'm glad you had fun but i I can't move my fucking lower body i loved it well okay great thank you just makes it feel like we're more akin than we've ever been before oh god i'm gonna end up losing all my breakfast (laughs) speaking of frustrations and altercations uh and getting older uh i got in a facebook altercation this week um okay i need to tell you something Mm -hmm. i actually uh 
as you know, once in a while I go to therapy, little oil change for my brain. Yes. Um, I went through a lot of therapy when I was uh, going through my divorce. Yes. And I, I go back and I, I told my therapist, I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to delete Facebook off my phone. And he goes, we'll do it. And I go, no, I, okay, that's a deal. I'll tell you that I'll do it. I will. And he goes, why don't you just do it right now? <laughs> <laughs> and he waited for me to delete it off my phone, which I thought was a badass move. That's amazing. Yeah, he's like, why don't you just do it right now? And so I haven't been on Facebook for a, a, a long time. And I got to tell you something. I'm better for it. Well, Truly better for it. Now, here's here's something interesting. I have never had Facebook, the app, on my phone. Never. You what? You haven't? You're on there more than anyone I've ever met. Well, first of all, that's a little. That's bit absolutely right. Th I'm. You don't live in my house. I'll tell you what I do. I do text you in the morning and don't hear from you for several hours, and then I go. I, will, I used to go on Facebook and check your status, and it would be like two hours ago, one hour ago, <laughs> fifteen minutes ago. I go. I know this motherfucker's near technology. Answer my text. And I don't have Facebook on my phone. I made a rule that I didn't want to put the apps on my phone, that if I was going to actually use the account, I, I stay logged off. So if I want to use Facebook on my phone, what I have to do is I have to go into Safari. I have to type Facebook into the thread. I have to log into Facebook. I didn't save the password in my phone. So I have, it's kind of like this. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure you want to go into this? So I have all these stop gaps on everything except Instagram. I've given Instagram a re, uh, like a free pass because I just go there for like dogs and butts. Like that seems like a healthy sure. choice. And yeah, that, that's a healthy choice. Let me find my ex-girlfriend who's a porn star. So healthy of you. <laughs> so when I go, when I log into Facebook, it's often on my computer and I am making a very specific choice to enter the world that is Facebook. I mentally prepare for it. I know there's probably going to be something combative or fun. And I never I, fun. I sometimes fun. I'm about to prove you wrong. Yeah, but it's going to be fun in a combative way. I'm talking fun just for the sake of fun, like oh, joy. Never. Yeah, I'm no, not there's talking no joy. Like, oh, no I fuck, joy. you should see what I replied to this bitch. I understand that kind of fun. Yeah, That's no. why I'm off Facebook. No, there's no, there's literally no joy. Uh, but this still is fun. So I'm uh, uh, a co another comedian uh, that I'm friends with, uh, Jeremy Hughes. Okay. Yep. He has posted something and... Uh, th this is what it is. I I'm going to read it word by word, word by word. What's wrong with me? Word forward. Did I do this right? Am I a person? Pick a preposition and go with it. So it was, he had shared somebody else's post. Like, you know, when they screenshot a tweet or a Facebook Absolutely. post and it, it makes sure. the rounds through all the, through all the gaggles of all the, of all the housewives yep. and all, all the land. <laughs> yeah. So this is what this one says in quotes, this first part, pay it forward in drive through lines is mostly unnecessary, especially at Starbucks. The person behind you wouldn't be in line if they couldn't afford to buy their $8 drink. While it's a nice gesture, it's really just well-off people taking care of other well-off people in parentheses with very few exceptions. Consider, instead, if you've got eight bucks to give away, that's about the average, all caps, hourly salary 
of the barista at the window busting their ass to take care of you. They have a tip jar and could probably use it more than bougie Becky behind you in her Lexus. Okay, now I'm going to tell you something before you start on what you said. Okay. I wear an Apple Watch, started wearing an Apple Watch because I like to know how many calories I burn a day because I told you I've been trying to do something. I, I can't exit a lockdown the same way I entered it. I refuse to do that. If I have no other skills or if I'm just as fat, I'm going to freak out. So I've been wearing an Apple Watch and right now my heart rate is 136 just listening to that post. <laughs> That's why I'm off Facebook to save my life. So I, there's, first of all, I hate dunk culture where everything everybody posts is to like fucking slam dunk on somebody else. Like, oh, you think this is a good thing? Well, turns out you're a fucking cock face. Like I, I, I hate it. We'll be we'll be we'll be right back. <laughs> that's that's what I feel like. Dunk culture is just a bunch of people saying, We'll be right back. <laughs> I I just despise it. I also I have an issue when people make a point and they exaggerate accuracy, right? Okay. So sure. now can you buy an eight dollar drink at Starbucks? Absolutely. Can For you sure. can you also buy a, a two dollar, three dollar, four dollar, five dollar, six dollar drink at Starbucks? For sure. Don't yep. don't make a heavy exaggerated point. It's if you're gonna if you're gonna try to make a point, at least do the fucking research and don't go all the way to the top of that. It's like this comedian who used to do this point this joke about uh uh terrorists and how they die when they die they get a certain amount of virgins sure. and how great that would be. And he just kept shouting, Fifty virgins for real? Fifty <laughs> virgins? You're like, it's not fifty. You could have fucking Google. Literally, if you Google how many virgins, it will tell you the exact amount of virgins you get. It's not 50. 50 virgins. I I will buy you a smartphone if you fix that fucking joke. So I hate it. I hate, I hate inaccuracy. But this brings us to the thing that I hate the most. And I know we don't talk about society or politics, and I'm not trying to do that here. This is not one side or the other. My one of my biggest pet peeves is comparative, uh, you know, vulnerability or comparative struggle or compa- like who deserves assistance who like I, and we do it. I, it's I'm not smart enough to understand how it got to this point, because I think it's probably decades upon centuries of messaging from the top down where we go, how come I'm paying for drug addicts to get clean when there's soldiers homeless on the street? Fuck, how about both? How about fucking both? We can't, can sure. we help the drug at, it's the same shit here. It's just like, how about pay for the person's drink behind you and tip the barista? You don't have to shit on people doing what they think is a nice thing just because you, th- I just, I hate comparative, comparative struggle. It's the demise. I, it's why we will, it's why we will never achieve and strive. Now I'm turning into a TED talk. No, no, no. But I mean, you're right. You can pay for the person behind you. You can also tip. Now, I will tell you this. A lot of times, I believe what happens is because I've had my coffee paid for at Starbucks. And what I do then is just whatever my coffee was going to, whatever my order was going to cost, then that's what I tip. I still give them what I had in my hand to pay for my coffee. So I think it does come around to them in a little trickle down situation. And, uh, 
you know, who knows? There's a there's a chance that the the man in the Audi behind you, does he need you to pay for his coffee financially? No. Is he trying to get a quick caffeine buzz before he goes home and murders his family? Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. I'm not necessarily saying all Audi drivers want to kill their family, but I mean, there's a reason you buy that kind of car. You're not happy. So my favorite thing about and here's the thing, I don't even like these lines. I think there there's only one there's generally one, maybe two nice people, and there's always the potential for one dick. Because the first person <laughs> right. the first person who does it is the hero. Like you're the hero. Everybody else is just like, All right, well, I got a free coffee. I was gonna spend this money anyway. The only other hero is when you get a four you're like, I I'll take a, a a medium dark roast. They're like a dollar eighty and you're like and I'll pay for the car behind me. They're like a hundred and thirty-eight dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah, when you when you are like, you go to the window, and the person there is like, "Hey, just so you know, you're the seventh person that this has happened to in a row. Do you want to keep it going?" And you check your rearview mirror, and it's a fucking suburban filled with kids. It's so a hockey know, team. You know it's gonna be drinks with whipped cream, and that shit ain't cheap. I when uh when I was in God, it might have been just after college I was with one of my best friends and we were going through a line and we literally both just got large coffees and I think it was like three or four dollars <laughs> and the, the exact thing happened and the kid goes oh, well they they paid for you and and then he he basically sat there waiting for my friend to be like are you gonna pay for theirs and he's like and I suppose I'll pay for theirs and he goes all right it's thirty two dollars and Tony is such a nice guy that he wouldn't be like, fuck you. But he also hated it. So he paid for yeah. it. He looked at me and I go, I'm not paying for that shit. But he's nice. So he yeah. he did it. And like for almost a year, you could mention coffee. And he'd be like, these fucking assholes. He would <laughs> lose his mind. Uh, here's So here's what I did. Uh, I posted on Jeremy's, I commented and, and this is the other point uh, that I hated about this. Poor people like coffee too, man. Hourly workers. I know. A sh I go, this is fucking bullshit. There's a ton of hourly workers who drink coffee. I grew up in a town where if somebody owned a Lexus, everybody was like, that's Jake. He owns the Lexus. We didn't. Right. Yeah. We, I, I yeah. understand that all these people grew up in Edina and, and Bloomington and shit like that. In Worthington, there was two nice cars. And guess what? Everybody still heads over to the Hy-Vee to the coffee stand to get their fucking caribou coffee. The teachers, the right. construction workers. So I was like, I posted that and he and I joked back and forth. And I was like, ah, all right, go, you know, do something else. Be a normal guy. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm still fucking bothered by this. So I took the meme post thing and i posted it on my own wall with the exact same sentiment basically this is fucking bullshit poor people like coffee too don't you know don't make this a competition sure um and then i got probably within 30 minutes i got a message from a woman that i am gonna call chad uh, i'm gonna call her Teresa. Because that's her name, and I don't want to respect her privacy at all. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to interrupt you and just say, I know Jeremy Hughes. We've gone to the Portillo's in uh, Rosemont, Rosemont, Illinois, and I paid for his fucking lunch. So let's not pretend 
that he's never gotten any free shit in his life. Okay. I, I couldn't agree more. Eat your own <laughs> I, dick, I agree. Jeremy. He is a, he is, he's a fantastic Nope, dude. I agree with you. Eat your own dick, Jeremy, you fucking freeloading <laughs> piece of shit. So, so here is, I will read it off to you. Here is our back and forth from okay. her. Hey, as someone who's actually been there, let me tell you, you don't know what you're talking about. And then I responded, what do you mean, been there? And she wrote, have you ever worked at a coffee shop? And so I wrote, have you ever worked at a coffee shop? And she wrote, <laughs> yes, for two years. And all the people who came through the drive-thru had the money for coffee. And everybody who I worked with was struggling just to make ends meet. And then I wrote, wait a second. Did you work at the Caribou Coffee in Edina? And she wrote, how did you know that? And then I wrote, because we worked there together, you unbelievable twat. That's why we're friends on Facebook. We're friends on Facebook because we worked at the same fucking caribou coffee together. And let me. Oh, my God. And then I go, let me throw a couple of pieces of accurate information at you. One, the caribou was inside of a grocery store. We didn't have a fucking drive-thru. Two, you worked there for two months and quit because you hated our boss. And three, your husband or boyfriend or whatever he was picked you up consistently in a BMW. <laughs> if you don't know me by now. It's so funny. I, so I, uh, her response to all that, to me like losing it, she goes... I also worked at the one in Eden Prairie. <laughs> so, we'll be right back. And so I go, which one in Eden Prairie? And she gave me an address. And I go, and then now I'm lying. Now I'm, now I'm just lying. And I sure. go, uh, hey, this is crazy, but the owner of that one, I've known him for 12 years. So if it's cool with you, I'm going to check and see if you actually worked there. And she unfriended me and blocked me. <laughs> but not... <laughs> Not before I screenshotted all of it. So part of me, part of me is definitely going to let it go. Like I'm 99% sure I'm going to let it go, but there's a 1% voice in my head. Like if I have a bad week, I will probably start a fake Facebook account, friend her, and then send yeah. the screenshots of these to all of her friends and family. I, there's a chance <laughs> that that's the direction that I'm going to take this. Cause I fuck like, I hate that shit. I hate these. Like she just lied to she lied to further a point that I, it drives me insane that sort of stuff drives me in and that's this whole internet meme called people want to look smart like they know what they you don't know what the fuck you're talking about lady so how long do you think this from when you post it nope how long do you think this took from when you read jeremy's post to her unfriending and blocking you how long did all of that take it couldn't have been more than 45 minutes. So you think 45 minutes, you're on Facebook straight, having this conversation, reposting, getting blocked and unfriended. Because I, I got his, I got his, I commented on his, he and I joked, he literally, he was so funny. I messaged, I put it on there and he was like, how you doing, buddy? LOL. <laughs> 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 I, 
just checking on me. Uh, and then I, uh, we joked back and forth and then I let it go. And very quickly I decided to not let it go. And then, like sure. I said, it was probably about a half an hour. And then once she fired that first text or that first mm -hmm. private message, it was like rapid fire, like pop, 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 bang. So you working on this for 45 minutes straight may be why Jenna thinks you have time to go get gas. <laughs> do you agree with that? No, I do not. I absolutely, Listen, I I've recently been to therapy, that. so I am looking at every side of everything, motherfucker. That's what I do until I don't, and then I call them back. I, <laughs> That's how I live my life. I just love people who get called out for being full of shit. Here's a fun piece of information that the listeners don't know. I have a four-year college degree, okay, uh, uh, which means I'm easily the brightest person on this show. And uh, from from the University of Minnesota, and it is in <laughs> public parks what? and recreation studies. <laughs> <laughs> Treat yourself. And so uh, it's funny. Anytime anybody asks me, because it's technically part of the kinesiology department, I'm like, oh, I have a degree in kinesiology because I'm obviously my dad was a biology professor. I chose to go into kinesiology. We're both big ology guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, my entire degree uh, basically is like, well, how should we set up this picnic this weekend? <laughs> Everyone, everyone's like, you're not supposed to. Uh enunciate the k in knees you know that right <laughs> i thought you had a four-year degree so uh other fun fact to get that four-year degree i did attend four colleges uh i went oh good for you th thank you to really really spreading it out i like it i and i went every which way i went to a, a private college for a semester hated it went to two junior colleges Eh, went to the University of Minnesota, slightly above, eh, and I got myself a, a four-year degree. No, I went to two colleges. I went to a community college for approximately three years for the uh, ping pong, <laughs> and I still don't have enough credits to be a sophomore. A lot of people know that that listen to this show. When my girlfriend at the time moved to get her master's at the University of Minnesota, I moved with her, and I was going to take a class... Uh, in basically stargazing because I didn't know what else to take and it looked easy enough to ease my way back into school and I didn't sign up fast enough and she told me if I didn't go to school she was going to end the relationship so I went ahead and I typed out a <laughs> syllabus for the class that I thought would make sense printed it out didn't realize I had saved the file on her computer and so she found it and decided she was going to break up with me anyways. Then I got her pregnant, and now my son's 21. <laughs> <laughs> my, my life has taken some weird turns. So, so I'm at junior college number two. Numero dos. Oh, si. Sí, sí. Oh, si, sí, si, sí, si. Sí. Junior college eh, dos. And so I, one of the classes I'm taking is a leadership class. Which, okay. which yeah. is important if you're going to lead picnics with your public park and recreation degree. <laughs> um, Guys, the beans go over here. 
It's I This s- is the legume picnic table. I shouldn't say that because all the people I graduated with are these like impressive people working in the park districts and school districts and they're doing all these wonderful things and I'm on here like, Yeah, you just organize picnics. You're like you know, you just gotta make sure <laughs> make sure Yogi doesn't steal them baskets and then you can snooze in the ranger office. No, they I I have a shitty degree. They all have the same degree, and it's actually fucking pretty impressive. Nice. So I'm at junior college number two. Number two. And it was – you remember in the uh, in, in the limited college you went to, some classrooms were classrooms and other classrooms were like kind of amphitheaters. Sure, absolutely. So this was – leadership was in an amphitheater, and I didn't take it super seriously – so also, do you remember when you went to college for the first time and you realized it didn't matter if you went or not? You're like, wait a second, I can just not go to school today. And it takes you maybe a year and a half to realize that you should go to school. <laughs> no, I, will t- I had a night class. The only amphitheater class I ever took was psychology. And our teacher, Professor Sinstalin, was was so awesome at teaching that one time he goes, Somebody asked, can you hypnotize yourself because you know so much about psychology and stuff like that? And he goes, yes, I can. Just just give me a sec. So three minutes, he sits on a chair and is like mumbling to himself. No one can hear him. Then he puts two stools out, two wooden stools. And he says, "Okay." before he goes, I'm going to hypnotize myself to become as stiff as a board. My entire body are going to, and he didn't even notice at the time, are going to be as hard as Chad's calves when he tries to run <laughs> as a 45-year-old man. And he and he fake hypnotized, he hypnotized himself, lays across the two wooden stools, and then has someone that he has assigned, a bigger dude, come and stand on him in between the stools, and he's not moving. And we're just like, he fucking hypnotized himself. This is crazy. <laughs> And then all of a sudden he like snaps out of it and we're like, how did you do? That's incredible. And he goes, uh, he goes, oh, I do planks. You can't hypnotize yourself, you idiots. <laughs> and we were just like, what? You're that strong? Because he was, he had to have been in his 40s at that time. And we were just like, what the fuck? It was the craziest thing in the world. I mean, we were all just like, I mean, I remember papers being up in the air for some reason. Like some people just quit school like, that day. Like, yeah, it's like somebody papers. just somebody just uh, just broke somebody's ankle on a crossover at an and one mixtape tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it was great. Oh man, this this uh, this teacher I'm about to tell you about is the opposite of that teacher. <laughs> So it's in it's in an uh, like an amphitheater style room, and I always uh, sat in the way back, and I always of sat in the same did. spot. And behind me there were two black dudes, same two okay. dudes every single time. We all uh, consistency, right? Uh, the teacher is a white woman, and okay. she is woke before woke was cool. She I get you. back back when pe- back when people when it wasn't all the rage to to be discussing the issues of our society, she found a way to pipe it into every single topic we were talking about. We could be talking about literally, hey, what three qualities do you think make a strong community leader? And then she'd be like, let's discuss 
why all in the family had some societal issues in that show. You're like, I don't think those two things connect together at all. Sure. <laughs> but we were probably a couple months into class. And can I throw out a quick can I throw out a quick shout out? Yeah, you sure can. You're you're talking about woke before woke. I had an English teacher in seventh grade. Her name was Carol Leafblad, and she recently passed away. And uh, we didn't realize. I mean, you know, you know when you see teachers and you're just like, oh, this fucking bitch is this and this and this. Yep. She she uh, went down to Montgomery, Alabama, and was one of the marchers, and she started a scholarship. Um, there was a, a Martin Luther King Jr. scholarship. And, and when you're you don't really know any of that until second semester when she starts obviously bringing up like black authors and stuff. And holy shit, talk about a complete shift in how you feel about a person. There was a lot of times bedlam in her class first semester and second semester. We sat like little kids in church that get whipped by leather belts and just listened after that. It was just the coolest thing. So I just want to say uh, shout out to her that you said woke versus woke. Was that Go. was that a high school teacher or a college professor? High school. I th the, the interesting thing I think about, and I come from all teachers, I think there are, there, well, teachers and farmers. Uh, uh, it, I, teachers, I, farmers, and musicians that write dogs about, songs about bringing doggies to prom. I tell you what, if you you want to be raised right, you get raised by a bunch of people who milk cows and then also teach people reading, writing, arithmetic. So <laughs> I think I always think with teachers, there's two types of people who go into teaching. There's the honestly the best people in the world, the best, yeah. most incredible people in the world, and then people who played like volleyball or basketball at a D3 college. And they're like, fuck it. I could probably teach history. That's the mix. That's that's. Yeah. It's like you, I think you get, I think you get people that think I see there are problems in the world. How can I help fix these problems? Well, I need to get a hold of people when they're young to help form their thoughts. There are those good people. And then there are other people that are like, well, how am I going to keep fingering young girls? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Once I'm out of college. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. I have a desire to marry a 16-year-old boy while I'm locked in a prison. What sort of pr <laughs> profession will allot me the opportunity to marry a child while, while stationed in a federal penitentiary? So Mrs. Woke before Woke, uh, she would lean into those, those sort of topics all the time and... I need you to understand that in the entire semester up until this point, I hadn't heard those guys behind me say a sentence. And okay. I, they hadn't heard me say a sentence. And I don't even sure. remember what she was talking about or how she got to it. But somehow the topic of Sun Records and Elvis Presley came up. And oh, nice. she launched into, she called Elvis Presley, because everybody calls him the king, she called him the king of cultural appropriation. Yeah. And then she launched, and I, I, I don't want to have that conversation with anybody. I don't give a shit what you think about that future me messages. But what I need <laughs> you to know is this, stars. this woman's haircut. You want to guess what her haircut was, Chad? What kind of haircut she had? White fucking dreads. She was a white lady with short little white dreads. And one of the black guys behind me, the moment she launched into this, this is the first thing I ever heard him say, just goes, 
she gonna talk about this shit. Somebody better appropriate that fucking spider off her head. <laughs> and then, and then, and I, I like autumn. I went, like I made like a choking noise. And then the other dude goes, bitch looks like Bob Gnarly. And let me tell you, everything is not going to be all right. And then, <laughs> I don't know, Chad, if they were doing it for my benefit, but I laughed so hard that for the rest of the semester, they just became like a cooler Statler and Waldorf. And they, <laughs> nice. they just destroyed this woman on a daily basis. They used to call her Mrs. White Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> and they would do they would do impressions of her and they would use the Chappelle voice where because this is uh, right around the time that Chappelle is getting huge sure and so we go uh yes uh good good day students today i would like to talk about how cultural appropriation is really harming our society uh, also i'd like to introduce you to my children malcolm x and method man like they would just <laughs> it was so and we the best part is we never became friends. It was like this understanding. We didn't, I would walk in and I would see him and I'd be like, Hey guys. And they'd be like, what's up? And then I'd sit down and we'd have the time of our lives. And I'd be like, see you guys later. <laughs> it's like they had an audience of one. And I would, I would, I would rather if, if you're like, people are always like, if you could see one comedian that's dead, would you, would it be Richard Pryor, Lenny Bruce? Fuck that. I would, I would pay anything for one more hour of leadership class with these two dudes going to work on Mrs. White Whoopi. Oh, God damn it. It was <laughs> the greatest. I got to go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.